looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorneyfjs.com. Again, the law office of Francis J. Shaheda in San Francisco. It's Monday. It's six o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio, Jonathan. Yay, Joke Workshop, yay. Uh, this is the show where comedians do four minutes of material, and then their comedian peers give them four minutes of constructive commentary. Do we know what constructive is, kids? Let's remember what that means. That means don't just say they suck. Tell us why, you know? Uh, and before you even tell us how much they suck, you know, give them a compliment first. Give them a nice toasted brioche bun on the top. Put all that shitty meat in the middle and then you know, mayonnaise, toasted brioche bun on the bottom. And you tell them that they should keep doing comedy here every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. on Joke Workshop. Radio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Yay, me, yay. I'm very excited tonight for all the comedians that are going to make you laugh and all the stuff's going to happen. Your first comedian. What a great guy this is. Uh, you know how we know he's a great guy? Because he runs his own open mic every Tuesday at Grand Green up there in North Beach. That means he's a selfless human being that has a soul because he's willing to run an open mic for you other dickbag comics, whether you care or not. Oh, you pre-sign, you show up, you don't show up. He's going to be there. He's going to be there every Tuesday. He's going to have a great time. We're going to have a great time with him right now. Put your hands together, everybody, for Cole Chapman! Yeah, pick a microphone. Pick a microphone, any microphone. They'll all... Make sure you turn it on. There might be a problem with the mic stand. Don't worry. There it is. There we go. All right. Yay. Is this on? There's a mic. There they go. Hello? There's an on-off switch. There should be. Not on that one? Nah, I still don't hear you. Where is this? You're making our 5,000 listeners. There's a different mic. Oh, look. Oh, look. No. No. All right. I'm having trouble. How about this one? That doesn't look even good work either. Well, this is a great I'm confused. It's coming out of there right now. The only thing that's coming is out of three. Oh, that's not good. And uh, we'll just work with our. Nothing's, he's no, he's not coming through at all. And those are the ones. And 
Yeah, that's what it is. Nothing's happening right now. Uh, I we can hear me because my microphone works, but for some reason, the microphones in the studio, I mean in the performance space, are not working. So we've been trying to figure out how, what's happening? Why would they not work? I don't. I'm sorry. I guess I haven't been here since Friday, so I haven't been here for two days. So of course the entire. This is the horrible thing is that I'm leaving for Mexico on Sunday for ten days. When I'm not here for two days the place doesn't work i'm gonna be gone for 10 days we are all fucked uh no i don't know why the microphone's in the pull three uh that one works talk into that check, one check one yeah two. that all works right, yeah. here give so it up we just give it up the, for cole chapman at the window cole chapman at the window yeah. da, 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 da. i mean that's all we can right now until we figure it out all we've got is this yeah hell yeah all yeah. right how you doing folks <laughs> down in the back row of mutiny this seems like a real good comfortable place to do my comedy right in between two comics <laughs> i feel like zach elfanakis right now okay uh definitely not and closer to him no <laughs> oh he moved all right here here i'll sit here we go all right okay all right <laughs> hi you guys i'm happy to be here uh <laughs> thank you ladies and gentlemen for coming out tonight this is uh really good uh hey guys how you doing this is uh, how we're doing this tonight so <laughs> well welcome to whatever this is all right people are giving greetings am i supposed to be doing my set now probably right all right all right what what do we want to talk about real quick uh uh uh, uh. well this one's for lyle who just walked in uh so i was just in tahoe this last weekend for uh, thanksgiving uh and i went to a friend's house uh not my own because why would i why would i have money enough to go to a house in tahoe that we own that's stupid don't be ridiculous my friend's house right and i walk in and then there's a, a big mouth billy bass billy bass the mic just cut out no one on the radio is going to know what this is david are you familiar with the big mouth billy bass yeah, the rubber fish. Oh my God! Now it's gonna. <laughs> I put my uh, filter on it. This is I'm doing the uh, distortion pedal now. Okay, go on. It's a fish. Yeah, you described it. It's a plastic fish that everybody bought for $35.99 on QVC in 2005 for some reason. Yeah, and everybody thought it'd be the greatest thing, so they could call their friend up and be like, "Hey guys, guess what I got?" And they're like, "What? It's a big mouth billy bass. What's it do? Sings three bad songs. Great." Can we have that? No, I already have one. Great, I have one too. Click. That was the it. <laughs> that was like the entire conversation between Big Mouth Billy Bass. So we have this. Uh, the thing about it is everybody realized two weeks after buying the Big Mouth Billy Bass that it was garbage and they threw it in the trash can. But we decided to keep it and hang it above the door. And I was like, why do we still have this above the door? And they're like, it's a trophy. And I was like, for what? Like a bad purchase on QV, like a bad phone, the one and only phone purchase? Like, why do you still have this? They're like, no. Well, you remember your friend... Uh, uh, Dylan Harrison? I was like, yeah. He's like, you know, the son of uh, Jerry Harrison from the Talking Heads? I was like, yeah. 
He's like, well, one time he came over, Jerry Harrison of the Talking Heads came over to our house. And uh, if you're not familiar with the Big Mouth Billy Bass, one of the songs, the three songs it sings is Take Me to the River, uh, a Talking Heads song. Uh, and so we decided it'd be a great idea to bring it out and have him walk in front of it, and the big rubber fish will jump out at him and start singing a song that he wrote back in the 70s right back at him with a shitty Jamaican accent. <laughs> and uh, uh, he hated it. The, like, as soon as they showed it to him, the color drained from his face. It was like watching his career, just like a ghost of his career, like flop its lips back at you. Like, what a horrific thing to do to somebody. I was like, that'd be like if you were to bring... Like, if you were to have Michael Jackson in your house, RIP, and you're going to bring, like, Corey Feldman over and be like, look, it's the same thing. <laughs> They'd be like, no, that's not at all the same thing. Except the, in that situation, there's, like, way more child molestation. So let's move on to the next joke. Because <laughs> that's, that's, like, kind of the whole thing about that last thing. Anyways, there was no point to that story, but, you know, it's all for you, David. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, what else do we want to talk about, man? No, definitely not. As well as you. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, I'm your biggest fan, so listen to me. <laughs> I don't even know what else I want to talk about, man. Uh, you meditate, David? No, I was thinking about getting into TM. TM, Transcendental Meditation. See how I picked that up? Pretty good. Pretty, uh, pretty good with the context clues. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, I sort of read this book. You read this book, the Dan Harris one, 10% Happier? Uh, Jeff Dean, yes, you did. That's why I read it. <laughs> yes, I uh, picked up this book. Uh, uh, and it's supposed to be like his theory is meditation makes you 10% happier. And I don't know if that's true, but it has made me 100% more annoying. Uh, so, you know, there's not a joke there, but we're working on it. We're all working on it. And you know what? That's about it. Okay, bye. What a champion uh, Cole Chapman is as all of the microphones on stage at Mutiny Radio go out. There's a guy on Saturdays who's 50 plus years old who's a loser and ruins everything. And he did that on Saturday. So Roxy Roller, fuck you. (laughs) I have no idea why things aren't working right now, but I know it's your fault because I haven't been here in two days and nobody else fucks up things. It's okay. He doesn't even have a computer at home. He's an old guy who thinks he's relevant. Don't worry about it. Uh, we can't even really, I mean, if we want to give comments to Cole, we can come and do them in here. Well, no, the thing is that the microphones out there are not working. We still have no idea why we're trying to figure that out. Uh, but if you want to give comments to people, we're going to have to like do it from in here. Does anybody have anything to say to Cole? He left. He left. Okay. He's great. Everybody go to his open mic on Tuesdays at, oh, at, um, not, um, gee, that's another open mic but at Grant Green I've had a really fun time there Uh, a lot of alcoholics that live in North Beach and they're young which is fun and they laugh at jokes so go there Uh, your just to say the obvious though we'd we'd rather have this work for the radio and do this over here than like yeah no we well yeah we can't do it on stage because there's no microphones (laughs) yet maybe it'll work out we'll figure it out Arden's crawling underneath he's gonna figure it out don't worry we've got People that seem to know. I mean, I'm supposed to know what's going on. Isn't that funny? <laughs> You're next comedian. Uh, but take notes. It's still a joke workshop. But we can just, we'll do, you know, stuff. But come, uh, if you have comments for people, we have to do it in here tonight. So that's the thing. You're next comedian. Uh, what a lovely human being he is. We're going to laugh at his jokes. He's going to come up to the window and do his set. Put your hands together for Zachary Garrister. Keep it going for Zachary Garrister. 
AKA Zachary Foster. Well, if you can't write your name, that's not my problem. <laughs> my, uh, keep it going for Arden. <laughs> Is it working? Is it working? Yes, I figured it out. So, okay. It's not? No. I thought. I'm coming through on the overhead. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Let me check. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Check, 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 check. Yeah, we got all the mics working out here again. Okay, yay. What did you do? So, the junction box over there, everything was, I think, moved. Uni Radio Monday Night Workshop is already as good as it gets. Can't get any better. Are we live? Yeah, we keep going? talking. Just keep All right. Talking. You guys like pretentious restaurants? Yeah. yeah. Check your cable. What's that? Check your XLR. Unplug it and plug it back in. Check. It's called water. H2O. Um, are we going? Is this good? Yeah, you keep cutting in and out. Yeah, try a different right, microphone. Try a different mic. Check. One, two. That's good. All right. All right. Now I can get back to talking about my slick hair gel. I, uh, I really hate pretentious restaurants. You know, where everything in the menu is written, like, in Italian. And they come up to you and they have to tell you today's specials. It's like, today we have the perciatelli di cicciolini, poached with zanzarelli di mozzarella. I'm like, ooh, zanzarelli. We also have a raviolo tenissimi di bracchino canacolo. I'm like, I understood the preposition of belonging, D. The raviolotenissimi are made of I think I'm really going to like this dish now that I understand the syntactical relationship among its constitutive ingredients. Very kind. Just keep it going. Um, I think we all know why they're doing this because, yeah, because I always find the perfect dish on the menu when I have no idea what I'm ordering. It's like they're not doing. So then, like they come around, uh, they come around and ask you like for what kind of drinks you want, what kind of wine you want. I'm like, all right, my time to shine. I'll have the solo dalla bottiglia. And she's, and then the waiter's like, sorry, sir, uh, served by the bottle only is not a type of wine. I'm like, okay, fine. How about pagina quattro? I see we have some avid Italian learners in the audience. Very good. Arden. They're not doing this at other places, like at the gym. Like, you go up to the trainer, and you're like, sir, how much does this weigh? He's, he's not going to be like, 1,200 kilograms. I'm like, inglesi, amigo. How does this machine work? Like, soulevez-vous les poids sur votre tête, empliez-vous genoux. If you want to work out at this gym, you must be able to say, invert your kneecaps en français. Thank you very much, Elson. 
Just got my PhD in Middle East history. Oh yeah, keep it going for me. Buddy started calling me doctor. He's like, doctor, doctor. I'm like, damn straight, I'm a doctor. If you ever feel like you're about to have a heart attack, just let me know. I'm sure I'll be able to unclog your arteries with my expertise in late 17th century Ottoman history. Or if like your kid needs a doctor's note, let me know. Dear Mrs. Smith, please excuse Dustin from class today because the Ottomans laid siege to Vienna in 1683. Feels weird talking about Ottoman history on stage though. Like I don't want to pigeonhole myself as just another late 17th century Ottoman historian comic. Nothing more cliche than like early modern Renaissance jokes about the Anatolian hinterland. Um, I was at this Middle East Studies conference the other the other day, and <laughs> that's the whole bit. No, um, and and like it occurred to me at one point, like if someone were to blow up this room, the accumulated knowledge of 18th century naval history of the Red Sea would be lost forever. I'm like, this would be tragic for the booming field of early modern maritime history of the Indian Ocean. Guys, that's my time. Zach Foster, thanks so much. Zachary Foster! Yeah! All right, we've, uh, we have, you know, microphones around that exist, and you can use them to tell Zachary the things that you liked uh, other than his awesome energy bringing it like it's a real show thank you for doing that bro like acting like we're all real people here or whatever that was awesome you were like treating it like we're that was real and and i loved your energy for no honestly that uh, thank you okay people talk um i i like i really think it's funny you have this pointless phd and the examples of like how would this ever help me but you know, maybe there's something that you can solve, like I don't know the the ISIS problem. You're like, but don't worry, what I can fix. No, I don't know. Maybe. I on the same note was thinking, just skip to the emergency situation where someone's like, is there a doctor in the house? And you like, like someone's choking. It's <laughs> an obvious example, and then you know you go to your punchline. It's the same with the other jokes which are good but it's just too much setup and just like start maybe start with the punchline and then um do all your your act outs and your italian knowledge of language and stuff is cool because it's like really performative but maybe just start with the punchlines more yeah, like, is there someone choking in the 17th century <laughs> um yeah dude that's this is weird. That was really great energy. I'm sure that was kind of painful because like, there's a lot of microphone issues and we didn't really give much back when you were performing the shit out of that. I mean, my personal... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you feel bad, but like, that was a great energetic set. I mean, I, a couple of those things to me that were... Like the accent guy thing has been done of people like over-accenting like the, you know, you're watching this some sort of Spanish channel and they'll be like, you know... And then you get the Coca-Cola classic, you know, like I've sort of heard that before and the same thing with like the PhD and like doc. So I've, a couple of those premises I've heard a little, I think I've heard in some degree before. So that's why I wasn't laughing as much, but I mean, they are smart and your energy was really great. Uh, yeah, I think maybe just get more specific to what your, what your degree would be, like the, the things that it would be useful for. That'd be kind of fun. But yeah, I mean, I'm, 
It was an amazing performance, especially for this room. Yeah, right. Asafache is a band. Uh, it's called Assface, but they pronounce it Asafache. And there's that's another. They were a band in the. It was drummer comedian Aaron Barrett was in a band called Asafache. Ass face, but it's the same thing with the Italian funny words pronounced. Um, oh, this might be cliche, but I, I mean, the jump to the gym being a place where they're speaking French didn't make perfect logical sense to me for the joke to work, but then I thought, well, there could be a snotty attitude in both of those locales that a trainer and a weight person who was really into their fancy restaurant that they would share. You know what I mean? Something like where it's this attitude of we're too good for you, but we're serving you. That that could be the thing that links the two along with the language is my thought. I don't know. John Gallagher? Yes. All right. So Everybody, you know clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Zachary Foster! Uh, if you guys don't clap for your next comedian, then you all suck because he's the one who fixed the issue with the fucking microphones. Yes, they put them back together wrong. They put them on five, six, seven, eight, which don't exist. One, two, three, four on the snake. Anyone listening, those are the only four that exist on that snake. And you know who figured it out? Your next comedian. So clap wildly for him. It's Arden. It couldn't be that fucking simple, right? Like, it just was. It was. It was. I mean, it could be the amount of pot I've been smoking today, but uh, it was just too obvious to me that the, you would switch the ports like that. <laughs> oh no, that that's quite right. Uh, I I do have some pretty good material today. I think maybe. Oh. All right, all right. I'm together. Uh, Uh, oh, oh, so, all right, so lately, I, I, people have told me this throughout my life, that I have one of those faces that says, uh, I'm going to kill you uh, out loud uh, to a small child in a friendlies, but uh, I, I don't like get why I get that a lot, um, this, this bit's terrible, I'm d- jumping into something else, uh, no, uh, no, they, they, that, that was it. That was that. That's why we're, we're moving on. Uh, that's how fast these jokes happen. You gotta pay attention. You gotta stay on your feet. I uh, I wish a group of Hasidic Jewish terrorists would blow up the top of the Salesforce Tower. You know, just a tip. You know. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I like the act of approval. It's awesome. Uh, it's a lot for mutiny today. It's, it's, I think it's because we're all back from Thanksgiving, right? We're all energized. We're back, you know? Uh, I feel great. I lost eight pounds. Yeah. Oh, God. Stress not eating will do that to you. The anorexia and the, the anxiety. Oh, my God. You know? We go home to feel worse. It's amazing. You know? But I love my family. They're very supportive. Uh, because they keep paying my rent. Uh, so yeah, uh, anybody, anybody from anywhere interesting? Anywhere interesting? Uh, just anywhere, inter- just a name a city, something. Half Moon Bay. I don't know where that is. Where the hell is that? 
30 minutes south of here, so I'm never fucking going there. I'm never, I never leave the mission unless I have, unless I'm getting late, I'm not leaving the mission. It's just, uh, I'm so fucking lazy. But I walk a lot for the comedy because the step counter, it's always at like 10,000 a day. Which is good. That's supposed to be good for your heart, right? And I, it's good that I'm staying fit because I'm going on a climbing date on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm going on a climbing date. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not letting her down unless uh, she says yes to the next date, you know. It's, uh, no. Oh, that's terrible. Anyway, um, I don't have much today. I really don't. Uh, they, they, the, uh, I was on the flight back and, uh, they, they actually did. I swear to God, this fucking happened. Is there a doctor on the flight? They actually did it. And I know, no, I was thinking to myself, you know, God, the pilot must be having trouble with that crossword puzzle. Uh, you know, something about the Ottomans, uh. Did they get conquered by uh, Genghis Khan? You don't know? Didn't you study this shit? God, well, your PhDs, PhDs are truly fucking useless, aren't they? Can't do fucking shit. Well, you can't, you can't fix my car. You can't, you can't do anything except write a book. Oh gosh, this is this is the problem. You know, it's it's this is the problem with all men and PhDs in general. You get focused on the little things, like your dick. It's just ah oh, god. No, uh, I got a minute left. What can I wow you with in a minute? <laughs> hey, um, no, uh, I'll do an act out just for you guys, just for you guys, because you've been a terrific audience today, uh, and the audience at home doesn't care. Uh, so my therapist, he wants me to start talking to pretty girls that I meet, and I go, you know I have anxiety, I can't do that, right? And he goes, oh, well, just start by talking to their dogs. If they got a dog, talk to the dog first. And I go, that's not going to go good, doc. That's going to be me going, oh, who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Oh, you want to belly her up? You want to belly her up? Oh, you're so cute. You're so precious. Hey, what's up? Uh, anyway, that was terrible. That's my time. I'm Arden. Hey, little doggy, you want a donut? You want a donut? That's what I'd give. That's what I'd give that dog. Uh, yay, Arden, yay. Comments for Arden. Hey, If you've got a busy dating life, you know, maybe set that up by saying like, Yo, I've got. I've been. Uh, my dating life's been really busy. I have a date like six weeks from tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> ah, there you go. That's good. Others. I gave you a lot of stuff to not work with. So come on. <laughs> Your first joke, I I liked it, but uh, wait, what was it? Uh, Something about you just you compared yourself to looking like a serial killer. Yeah, so I, I have a face that says I'll kill you. You know, to a small child. So how about list. a punchline? Well, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> no, it's like cool to talk about. I like serial killers and stuff, but compare. There's a lot of hot ones, so you could compare yourself to like a hot one. Or I mean, yeah. what is it about? No, no, you? good point. I, I have that joke about being typecast unless as a serial you're killer. Like, but unless you're like really gross, I have a hard time with setups that are like I'm so ugly or I'm so this or that. It's like you kind of have to explain why, because I don't look at you and think serial killer. Mm -hmm. But obviously, like if you're getting that, then you have to put those. You gotta paint a picture for us. Because yeah. when I look at you, I just think like you're a college kid, or I don't know. Well, what. that's that's flattering. I'm I don't 34. think you look like a serial killer. I don't think you're extremely like a lot of comics are like I'm so ugly, and like I don't believe that about most people. Like you've mm. gotta just paint a picture because yeah. I don't see it. But a punchline, like 
Manson was hot. Yeah. You know, that could be your comeback to that. that actually, was, you okay. do, you could look a little like Manson. If you could get that crazy no, look I'm in more your Dahmer eye, than Manson. You, no, you look a little Manson-y. Like, he was a good-looking guy. He was a mediocre musician. <laughs> And, uh, and and relatively, supposedly had a huge dick. I don't know how he got all those women to do that shit. Charming, super charming. I, I just watched Aquarius. I'm watching Aquarius. For, I, I'm hot for David Duchovny, oh, not yeah. for fucking Manson guy, whatever. But you could look a little Manson-y. Yeah. I feel like you could get some women in a harem and get them to do huh. your bidding. Oh. Or small children. I don't know. <laughs> You're the one who brought up the small children face thing. I don't know. Well, that was killing them, not putting them in a cult. Right, but uh, anyway, moving on to the next comment. Um, I re- I liked your parents' support, like my parents' are s- supportive joke. Mm-hmm. I thought that worked. Like, I think you just maybe need to give it the cadence of a punchline. You kind of like ran over that one, but like, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a solid joke. And then, I mean, it sounds like the thing about like I'm only dating people in walking distance is like a fun premise. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just something to explore. Like I will only date you, or like someone's perfect for me, but I have to take a bus, and that's not going to happen. Just something All like, right, yeah. like <laughs> I will only date someone within walking distance, and then sort of just explain what that means for your life and from where you live, and like they just I don't know. Gotcha. It's a good it's a good premise. So you should no, I like that. It. Thanks. It's terrible for serial killers though, because it's the easiest way to find them when they're in walking distance. You know what I mean? Others, others. All right. Well, thank you very much, everyone. Clap Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. For Arden, yay! <laughs> he fixed all the microphones. Yeah! Uh, also, listen to his show every Wednesday from 10 to midnight. Oh, what happened? Oh, what? Who's? What? Oh, listen to his show every Wednesday from 10 to midnight. It's called The Night Space. Here on MutinyRadio.fm, you can be a you can be a guest. Every week they read these stories called High Time Story Time, and you can also buy those on Amazon. Go out and do that, radio listening audience. Give artists money for food or drugs, whatever they want. Your next comedian. Uh, I'm so excited to see her. I saw her last night also at OMG, and I was like, Oh my god, you're! I didn't know you still did this shit. It was great to see her. No, I had no idea. I don't. I don't know. It's. I never get out of this insular community that is this place. So it's great that you came to us. Put your hands together, everybody, for Leo Gold. Thank you. That's Doctor Leo Gold. I actually know about the years 784 through 787, so I could kick, kick, kick your ass when it comes to historical knowledge. And yeah, I have told that PhD doctor joke, I'm sorry to say, but you know, in the privacy of my own home to my cat. Cause I oh, that's okay, you'll get the last laugh. Only figuratively speaking. Um, after, during my set, or whatever. Okay, so. You got, thank you, Pam. It's lovely to see you. Lovely to be here. Let me not waste any more time. You guys, I recently went carless, and I'm biking everywhere now, and I also was a vegan for 10 years, and that's not, not because I give a shit about the planet. It's because I really like to lord it over people and be superior, and that is because I'm from Berkeley, California. And uh, yeah, I I am really fond of Berkeley. I have to say it's great uh, living near the Malcolm X Elementary School where little kids learn their times tables by any means necessary. Um, no, Berkeley's a special place, though. It's very innovative, revolutionary even, a lot of firsts. 
the free speech movement started there, the beginning of California cuisine, the disability rights movement was born there, uh, the first dog park was there, uh, that's true, the first time an astrologer was paid in fair trade hemp brownies, that was Berkeley. The first time that someone used herpes as an excuse for not giving to the Red Cross, Berkeley, California. Uh, I, I, what I'm saying is, if you're a big fan of white guilt or edibles, thank Berkeley. Um, you guys, a lot of women and men these days are saying all men are assholes and total dicks. Am I right, John Gallagher? Yeah, a lot of people are saying that, and I want to say no, that's not fair. But sure, a lot of men are there. They tend to be oblivious and entitled. I will give them that. Like, this is something that truly happened to me the other night on my way to a mic. I was alone on a very dark street in Oakland, and I was stopped by a gentleman who wanted me to help him move a sofa. He, and there was no one else on the street, and I was... How checked out from the reality of being a woman do you have to be to do that? And, you know, asking me to move a sofa up to his apartment to help him do that, that is some serious John Wayne Gacy shit. And I know he was a serial killer because he was white and good looking. And, you know, not only that, hello, that's what task rabbits are for. You get them via the app and you kill them, and you skin them. Um, no, but you know what? I do not, I do not want to be killed by a serial killer. I do not. I mean, I'll just finish this up by saying, when I get murdered, I need that shit to be special. I don't want to be part of a pattern. Thank you very much. Pale gold, unpatternable, awesome. Wasn't wasn't John Wayne Gacy the fat guy that dressed like a clown? Yeah. So then, were you being funny by saying he was the good-looking one? Was that the joke? Was that? No, I just don't know serial killers very well. Oh, I didn't okay. get to the part where I'm actually fucking terrified of them, and I'm afraid to even tell jokes about them because <laughs> the law of attraction is going to get me. Now I'm telling you another joke. No, that's funny, actually. That. But law that's going to be the end of that joke. Uh, you, except well, I ran out of time. A, just no, no. But for the future, when you hear the. It's a minute. Oh, so well, you then did uh, time. Can I just say yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Finish your, finish your joke. Finish your fucking joke. Yeah. The end of it is that I am actually so fucking scared. I hate that whole part of our culture that we're obsessed with serial killers. I'm scared. I also believe in the law of attraction because I am from Berkeley. And all I can hope is that actually referencing the law of attraction in ah. this joke is confusing the law of attraction. So it's like, does she want to be killed by a serial killer or doesn't she? We don't know whether to give it to her or not. So hopefully I've flummoxed the law of attraction, but I'm never gonna use that verb again doing stand-up. Thank you. She's flummoxed, she's flummoxed, it's Lail Gold. That's very funny, flummoxed is a great word. It is, I love the word flummoxed. Who doesn't love the word flummoxed? Also, just remember, John Wayne Gacy, he was a fat clown fuck. Okay, who's the good-looking one who... Bundy, Bundy, that's who I Ted meant. Bundy. I work really hard to keep stay vague about these people because they scare the shit out well, of me. Well, Ted Bundy liked to fuck uh, and kill young um, college girls, so I think you're right. out of that age range, so I think you're okay on that one. Yeah, but it's not about him specifically. It's the <laughs> Am I idea. A dick? I'm sorry, that's a joke. It was, I'm sorry. Yeah, but thanks. No, I, I already heard how we feel about 50-year-olds. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Just one point on the... Uh, bug, uh, 
test rabbit material, you have the punchline where you're like, you know, uh, that I'm going to skin and kill the rabbit. Like you're kind of drawing this analogy and I, you could also, I mean, this is just another way of doing this bit. It would be rather than like the stick focus on the carrot. Um, so, you know, uh, whatever, instead of the punchline being, you're going to like kill the rabbit. Maybe the punchline could be like, Oh, I gave him carrots and had him, I don't know, like run around a little, I yeah, like Bugs Bunny. I don't know, something like that. Was the joke about vaginas? Because all I can think about now is like the rabbit, like the like the vaginal friend, and then like carrots in your vagina. I'm sorry, I've taken it in a completely different direction. I wasn't thinking of that or of actual rabbits. I was thinking of task rabbits, but this is interesting. Maybe uh, the you could use the John Wayne Gacy thing, like. Um, just saying, like you wish they all all serial killers had to wear the clown uniform, just so you'd know. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd I know like you'd, it. You're dealing with. Except I'm attracted to funny men, so I'd be in trouble. Oh, Except none, love nobody attraction. Present, let's be clear. Love attraction. Also, just skipping the setup man. part. I don't know if you did it, like just riffing or something, but the referencing, like the men are all men are scum or something. I think it's just like cut to the joke, even if it feels awkward to just go into like premacy material stuff. It just didn't, if it goes somewhere, use it, but yeah. So where would you start? When you're riding your bike and the guy oh, okay. stops Okay, I didn't mention the, the bike this time. I think it works better. Or when you're on the street. Yeah. And, okay, yeah. got it. Thank you, helpful. Thank you. Cotton candy, also say, creepy I love, and I delicious. I love the pattern joke. Uh, yeah, that, was that was so was great. Terrible. That was a great, great joke. Is there anything with like John Wayne Bobbitt too? I feel like everyone named John Wayne something gets like a news story. You know John Wayne Bobbitt, right? The yeah, and I also know John. John Wayne, so I'm gonna give that some thought. Yeah, maybe there's just something with that. Yeah. Mm. Other comments? Everybody clap wildly for Lail Gold! Thank you! Serial killer jokes. They're finally back. Hooray. Now that Charles Manson died, isn't it funny how Netflix shapes all our lives and like right after Charles Manson dies, there's like all these things on Netflix about Charles Manson and how what a cool guy he was. I mean, I'm just manipulative in one. I mean, if anyways, he made people do things what he wanted. I'm like, you, you teach a class, bro. You wrote a book. Your next Pam, comedian. Yeah. Pam, you don't have the sudden urge to kill Shannon Tate, do you? Well, no, I would never kill a pregnant woman. I would kill the baby, not the woman. Uh, your next comedian, what a... Right? What a little... I want water in the future. And if you keep having babies, I'm not going to have any water. So fuck your babies. Don't f- actually fuck babies. I mean, don't let the babies live because they're going to steal our water in the future. Your next comedian. What a funny lady. Put your hands together for Chris Afaka. Settle down. <laughs> uh, I started dating someone recently who would not, thank you, thank you, who would not have sex with me. Very frustrating. Um, like a few dates in, I got a little peck. I was like, okay, very old timey. You know, I was like, are there some time traveling issues here? What's going on? And he was like, no, I'm from now, I'm from this time. 
Uh, he's like, I just want to wait until I have a really big crush on you before we have sex. And I was like, okay, uh, I should warn you. Um, I have the type of personality that doesn't get better with time. All my best cards are on the table, dates one and two. Uh, and then a f- couple weeks in, he still had not invited me back to his place. And, you know, I was like, are you a homeless person? I was like, because I should tell you, you know, I love camping. I have a very, uh, I know I seem like a stuck up bitch. I have a very adventurous spirit when it comes to where I'll have sex. And he said, no, no, uh, I have a studio apartment. So, yeah, sense of relief there that he's not living on the street. But uh, that relief was immediately followed by the thought, then what is wrong with that dick? (laughs) What is he hiding? Um, And uh, so... Like I say, uncomfortable things professionally. I get paid to do that. So it brings me no joy when on my free time, uh, I have to ask uncomfortable questions like, uh, are we dealing with an outbreak? Is there some diseases I should know about? And uh, he said, no, no, clean as a whistle. Which, okay, I don't love the analogy. It doesn't totally land for me because whistles are fucking disgusting, right? Have you ever seen someone cleaning a whistle? No, you haven't. Whistles are gross. And um, number two, reason why that analogy doesn't work for me is that whistles like to get blown. Um, But again, sense of relief, you know, no diseases, high five. But again, that relief followed by the same thought. If not that, then what is wrong with that dick? I fully expected the first time his pants came off to just see like a small serving of paella where the dick should be. Um, If you don't have a horrifying mental image right now, I'd I'd reckon that you don't know what paella is. And uh, that's fun because you're going to order it one day and maybe you'll think of me. But we did finally get together, uh, and it was great. You know, best six and a half minutes of my life, got to say. Really good stuff. Um, And he's just a really sweet guy, you know. Um, Like he said to me recently, he was like, babe, do you wish I had a big dick? I was like, oh, my God, sweetie, no. (laughs) No, uh, I wish you had a medium-sized dick. Yeah. And so the main thing I want, I, that last punchline is a new, I mean, that's, that's an old punchline that I'm repurposing for the ending of this bit. The bit before it was ending on the six and a half minute thing, which never seems to get a laugh. So looking for an ending and any other critical feedback, just the stuff you don't like, basically. <laughs> Oh, thank, no, no, thank no. you. Thanks. Oh, were you not done? I'm sorry. No, no, I'm totally done. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought I was reading you right. With the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, I, I think you're missing an opportunity for a fun pun because paella is... Oops, I'm not doing my microphone. Paella as a fun pun. I think that paella, you could... Paella, paella, paella. You don't get no pie. Uh-huh. You have no your dick's too small to find the pie there's got to be something like there's got to be a dumb paella pun yeah that you can 
Punani paella. It all sort of has the same sound to it, and you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm also willing to explore other food options, but <laughs> paella was. <with> some- <laughs> it's great because of the tiny little muscle, like the tiny little weird. Bits oh, of that's meat in an it. interesting because, observation. Well, tiny thing, little it, muscle. <laughs> because well, that's the thing. But that's what I thought you were going for. Is it because paella is a big? Rice I don't dish know why that just muscles. It's sometimes, a good word. Sometimes a lobster claw that might be nice when it's in there, but uh-huh. that's not. I mean, how does that help a dick? Because it only. Dick things in there are tiny little muscles. Right. Right. It's yeah. It's totally it's creepy. It's just smash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was saffron. Yeah. Uh, just one point. You left. Uh, you kind of gave yourself a, a nice setup when you said he lives in a studio apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you just left it at that. Um, you know, I, I just feel like there's a joke right after that. Like, this guy has his own place. Is this some kind of multi-billionaire or something? I don't know. Like, yeah, I have, I have done that, and it oh. doesn't always work. But maybe there's a way because I say like, okay, bragger, you know, yeah. I get it. You're balling out of control or whatever. <laughs> and like, sometimes it gets a bit of a laugh, but I dropped it for I don't know. I might bring it back, but thank you. Smells like paella when you finally hook up with him? Well, I don't smell like paella. Okay. Thank you, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I hate those kind of pussy jokes just because okay. um, it, it's. Or he did, tasted like it. Anyways. Oh, that's disgusting. Saffron to me. is weird. Uh, Saffron is a weird flavor. <laughs> I love the whistle joke. It's so funny because no one ever cleans a whistle. If you wanted to like expand that, you could also say like a whistle is kind of shaped like a, a dick and balls, but. Mm-hmm. Very too small. It's micro. And then I know this joke is like old and you always do it with medium sized dick, but maybe you could say normal sized dick. Anyways, that's right. <laughs> only because I love that joke so much, I've retold it. No, yeah. I mean, not on stage. I've retold it to people. Right, right. And I said normal, so I was expecting you to say normal. Anyways. Right. Okay, cool. I enjoyed the whole whistle thing, the entire callback, the whole situation with the whistles. I thought was great. That whole situation. right. Maybe I could bring the whistle back at the end. Yeah, because you're already there. Yeah. I, I, I just is this on? Yeah. I just wish his dick was bigger than a whistle. Mm. Okay. It's, it, you know, penis comparison thing. Yeah, yeah. Know, because you're you're going the small to medium. Yeah. You know, so just referencing. I don't know. Try. Yeah. Thanks. That's so this good. isn't. This isn't like. I don't have any punchlines, but I think what the joke is asking for story-wise at the end is so, like, is just to wrap up, like, so he was just a, some dudes actually don't want to fuck you immediately, or, like, that's, it's kind of like you found the guy that doesn't want to have sex instantly, like, that's kind of, I think that's story-wise. Right, like, um, I found the one guy that's, like, into me for my personality or (laughs) something. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, all dudes want to, like, there also might be something funny on, like, I want to wait till I have a big crush on you. That is kind of, like, it's sweet and mean at the same time. That could right. Because he's like, what does he have right now? Like, he's just, right. what's, what's <laughs> happening right this moment? Because it's kind of like hurtful in the moment, but seems like it's going to be sweet. So there's something with that, and maybe that could end up later wrapping it up. Like, I, you know, ladies, don't lose hope. There's uh, someone out there that's 
Yeah, I don't know. And is he 12? He has a crush? Like, Christ, what are we dealing with now? Like, are you kidding me? Well, he is. He's almost 12, Pam. <laughs> Give him a break. I know we're dealing with Peter Pan syndrome, but Jesus. Um, yeah, I was going to ask, what, where did, how did the whistle get brought up originally again? What was Because uh, he says, oh, maybe I dropped that part, but he said, I asked him if he has any diseases, and he said, no, I'm clean as a whistle. Oh, right, that's what it was. I, I just couldn't remember oh, where it came yeah. from. Okay. Well, no, okay, and so I like, the, I like the joke about getting blown, but... If you want to go a little edgier, you can be like, well, things I don't like about whistles is they're getting blown, and also they're usually blown around rape. That's not good. Uh, or they're usually yeah. blown by children. Yeah, Wait, rape whistles, rape whistles. Yeah. Right, 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 yeah, right, exactly. right. And then, and then, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then I think the uh, the outbreak thing was good. I, I'd i written that down, like, right away. And I think maybe if you introduce cool. it quicker, it might hit harder or something. I don't know. Or, like, a good misdirect, especially when the joke gets, like, Worked out if it's like a little do shorter. it, yeah. Like uh, go like a, I mean, with go a little bit shorter, it could just work as like a punchline, like right away. Okay, so like, what's the, just, the joke is like? I'm asking, or like he doesn't. Is there an outbreak with, situation? Exactly, yeah. Or just like go. Uh, it's like so. Yeah. Start that sooner in the bit. You mean? I think so. Yeah. Okay. And then work into the rest of it. Like it might yeah. just work as like a good beat for the rest of it too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, what I want the narrative arc where I wanted to end is that now because of something about being with you has rendered him homeless so that that's oh, where, where he ends plot up is, twist yeah he ends up on the street maybe because of so much sex or like his crush has like gone over the deep end or whatever but I, yeah and um yeah the studio apartment i would agree it's confusing if you don't make something of it i would just make it a two-bedroom or you know what i mean or just something in he owns it. Oh, I didn't notice the owns. Well, regardless... No, 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 she's adding, she was adding that. Oh, no. that if he owns it. Okay, well, anyway, but I would like him to be homeless at the end of this and really crushed out on you. Okay, great. Destroy him. Thank you, I will. <laughs> she's a destroyer of all of us. Everybody clap your hands together for Christopher. Thanks, guys. Yay! Go like Destiny's mom on Facebook. Still, seriously, you've got, they do great shows. They uh, produce amazing things. Uh, yay! Your next comedian. What a funny lady this is. I'm super excited to see her every time I see her. And you're going to laugh at her jokes right now. It's Allison Hooker! Hey guys, what's up? Happy Thanksgiving. You guys have a nice Thanksgiving? Yeah? It was okay? It's okay for you? Oh, forgot to serve this. My mom made gluten-free stuffing. No! I know, it's like cardboard. It's really bad. I know. So I get to, we sit down to Thanksgiving dinner. My mom has to pray. Anyone else have a religious upbringing? Yay! Oh, man. My mom's like, this is the one moment she has. Everyone has to listen, and no one else is religious at the table. She's like, dear Lord, thank you for my many blessings. <laughs> like, what, you're making him fill in the blanks? Is this a Mad Libs? Uh, but anyways, yeah, my, my childhood was confusing because she's real religious. It was, it was like a confusing childhood because like all growing up, she always taught me that my body is a temple. But then she also taught me everybody's welcome in church. Ah. So it's just tough. Uh, you guys sports fans? Yay. I know, just Pam. Not the rest of us because we're like, fuck that, comedy shows are empty. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I don't really have a problem with sports necessarily, but what I don't like is they've become the ultimate metaphor for everything else. You guys notice this? This dude on CNN is like, Trump facing North Korea, this is tough. It's bottom of the ninth, bases are loaded, and he's up to bat. <laughs> 
I mean, first of all, I don't know what any of that shit means, so I'm like, what the fuck's happening with North Korea? <laughs> but second of all, it doesn't, I mean, that doesn't even make sense. Really, we're using, like, a baseball pitch for a nuclear war? You know, it, sports don't matter. Like, if you really want to use that metaphor for, for North Korea, it'd be more like bottom of the ninth, bases are loaded with nuclear warheads. I'm just saying, stakes are a little bit higher. Like, um... Actually, just on my way over here, I was listening to NPR, and this one was on the radio. And she's like, 68,000 people have died this year alone from gun violence in the United States. That's enough bodies to fill an entire football stadium. Like, dude, are we really using a football stadium for body count? <laughs> I mean, meanwhile, you take a knee in a silent protest in the same stadium. Everyone gets all up and arms like, hey! I don't want your politics in my sports. I'm like, dude, your sports are in my politics. <laughs> Get your balls out of my morning briefing. <laughs> and I'm just saying, I think politics are a little bit more important. What I think we should do is we should have sports announcers that talk about what's going on in the game with relevant current events. You know, like let's say uh, there's a player, he's been playing all season, but he's, we find out he's been taking steroids. Sports announcer could be like, oh my God, this is like, undisclosed relationships between the Trump administration and Russian oligarchs. Or let's say, let's say there's a foul and the ref calls it. Sports announcer could be like, oh my God, he just called a Nazi a Nazi. Because Nazis hate to be called Nazis. I think they're trying to make it like their N-word. <laughs> Only we can use that. <laughs> Fuck those guys. I know, this is really heavy. Well, I'm not a Nazi, I just look like one. And sound like one. And act like one. That's all I got for you guys. Alison Hooker is not a Nazi. Yay! Yay! But she plays one on TV. No, I'm kidding. You could, though. No, you would actually, if they, was to play, if you were to play a part on TV, it would probably be like a Holocaust person. As opposed to, you look, I mean, you don't Thank look you German so much, or Jewy, but you look more Jewy than German. Uh, I always enjoy your jokes. Who has... I'm sorry. Is this is this not appropriate? Uh, comments. Yay! Krista's touching a microphone. There we I am touched. I only have one tiny thing. Well, as a gluten-free person, oh. I take issue with you. No. Um, but I think you should... Uh, it's like the tacit thing is that what gluten-free stuff is gross, but I think you have to spell it out because your job is to spell stuff out. And oh, okay. So like just, I don't know, just making a joke there, one that came to my mind. You can have this if you want it. Uh, it's so dumb. It's like uh, no one likes gluten-free stuffing unless it's cousin Betsy getting laid. Uh, <laughs> or I don't, thank you, thank you. I don't know. You can make a joke about gluten-free stuff being yeah. gross, but... Whatever, just... I don't think the stuffing thing will... Uh, it was just because it Yeah, it's just because it's, just it's Thanksgiving. Although spelt oh, really? is a fun word. Spelt. Spelt is a gluten-free grain. It's not, it's, it, though. It's not? There's a lot of misinformation at this mic. I'm... I'm <laughs> <laughs> spelt is not a gluten-free grain? No. Wow, there is a lot. I just, I don't, off the top of my head, I just really appreciated, you know, keep your sports out of my morning briefing and out of my politics. I just okay. thought that was great. I really, I really enjoyed it. I don't okay. have anything to add. 
And also the balls, the double meaning of balls was implicit. You didn't overwork that or drive it home too much or into the end zone or what. No, sorry. Oh, into the end zone. I'm just nice. teasing. Uh, just one thing uh, at the start of the sports versus uh, politics thing. Uh, you went for like a bases loaded to baseball analogy. Uh-huh. And it, uh, I think football's a lot more militaristic. In fact, uh, George Carlin had a whole bit on that years ago. But... Uh, you know, it's got the like, marching into enemy territory. It's got long bombs. It's got that. So uh, it, okay. it just seems that that football gives more ripe um, analogies uh, that you could use. So if you're going to start off with, uh, you know, to paint a picture, football okay. examples might be better. And and they're currently the ones with their balls in your politics. Right. So that's that true. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, I do like, a kneeling reference. Yeah, the whole thing. I did. The, that was. Oh, did I miss it? Okay. Sorry, I missed it. But that's the stuff, it's just, I, I haven't really done it outside of open mics because it's too serious, but I'm sick and tired of like veering away from stuff that's serious and like staying with just sex jokes. But I don't know if it's just like too intense. Like. No, it's not too intense at all. Well, I you know, a, here's like, the thing. Black Lives you, Matter thing in there too, and I like took it out because it just is like too serious. Everyone loves sex jokes. Everyone loves a pretty girl on stage talking about dicks in her mouth. You will always get an audience to love you if you do that. But I mean, if you want to, uh, Steve Pochi came up to me about three years ago and he's like, Hey Pam, you know, you're a lot smarter than dick in your mouth jokes. And although I love them and I feel like some of my most killer material is like <laughs> totally sex jokes. It made me burgeon off into other areas. And so don't, don't see it as a problem. Like you, what else are you doing comedy for? Is it, it you're doing it to make people laugh and feel good about yourself, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, it, it, all language is political. And if you're on stage and you have everybody's attention, you have everyone's attention. You might as well take a knee like the fucking football players. Like it's your opportunity to be political if you want to be. Oh, oh, I mean, but people love, but that might piss them off because people love dick jokes. And that's why misogyny still rules all of us. And they will always <laughs> laugh at us when we, right? When like, I'm a whore, I'm not a big fucking slut. Laugh at this. Woo-hoo! Got audiences love it i mean but you know it's you get to, you're the one with the microphone you get to choose whatever you want to say okay cool clap wildly nice. for allison hooker yay no one knows better than lael gold that language is political am i right he's a poet we're the ex-poet club of comedians you're next comic uh he's the other half of destiny's mom what a joy to have him here put your hands together for david roth i'm always good for a a dick in my mouth joke right oh boy happy to be here i'm a little worried though i have a big show coming up and i can't can't take a confidence hit right now a lot of funny people, not a lot of laughter. This is scary to me. Um, so my mom is a 70-year-old Jewish woman. She is. Uh, what, can I, what can I say about her? She loves herself a good Holocaust museum. That's her big thing. Uh, like Jews, we don't have you know Christmas morning. We just don't have that. So like we sort of transfer that excitement to things like Holocaust museums. Uh, and she's just like so jazz. Like she's like she's like Mickey Mouse. Like boy, oh boy, this is gonna be a good one. I'm like mom, like that's not that's not like the right energy for a Holocaust museum. Uh, she's like David. Like why aren't you excited? I'm like yeah, I'm not excited. I'm like bracing myself. We're not going to Six Flags, you know. Uh, more like Six Flags over Auschwitz. Am I right, Joseph? I just wrote that for you. 
Um, but it's just like weird to be super pumped about like going to a Holocaust museum. Like, what is the best case scenario? You know, like artifacts aplenty, just like a giant mountain of shoes. What's the end game? It's just all roads lead to depression. Uh, my dad, uh, he, he retired. And I guess, this, I don't know, I think this is like to save money. He started buying jeans from Walmart in bulk. And I'm no one in San Francisco shops at Walmart, so like no one can really understand what's going on there. Their, their signature brand of jeans is called Faded Glory, which is just like the saddest name for jeans ever. You know, like if you're going to name your jeans Faded Glory, you might as well just call them Unfuckables. Like, sir, can I interest you in a pair of Unfuckables? Uh, do you have them in a 4830? Sir, that's the only size we have. <laughs> I, uh, I, was, I was telling that story and then someone came up to me afterwards and they were like, did you know that like Faded Glory Jeans actually has like a slim fit? Like that makes like, if you're, <laughs> if you have slim fit, like then you're not, there's no longer Faded Glory. That's like real legit glory if that's what your jeans are. Um, it shouldn't be faded. Uh, let's see. I used to be fat. I always talk about that. Pam doesn't believe. Oh yeah, you saw, I've, I uploaded some fat photos. Did you see that over the weekend? Real, they were nice fat photos. Um, I remember this. This was like the saddest day in high school. Um, I had my. I was. I was at the cafeteria eating lunch, which was, you know, was my best subject. And um, my history teacher like walks up to me, and he's like, David, you know. Uh, 500 years ago, it was a sign of prosperity to be portly. Like, your body type would have attracted lots of ladies in the Renaissance era. I was like, thanks. Like, glad the only thing between me and getting laid is a time machine. But then, like, this is amazing. He honestly did this. I think he was, like, trying to help me out. He, like, slid me this news clipping, and I look at it. Apparently, like, 20 miles away from our town in Ann Arbor that weekend, like coming to our town was the Renaissance Fair. Like that was like his, his way of trying to like hook me up or something. And so like I went, I just like called up all my fat friends and like we are doing this. Like we like rolled into the Renaissance Fair reservoir dog style. Like this is like our time, like slow motion, you know? Like not, we were actually going in regular motion. We were just really fat and uh <laughs> We had like we had like these like turkey legs in one hand and like goblets of diet coke in the other. Like we owned that place. We were like talking trash to like the skinny guys, you know, for once. We were like, nice abs, good luck surviving the great famine. And there was like all these theater girls too, uh, that like were dressed up as harlots at the Renaissance Fair and like went up to one. I was like, you realize you'd have to break character to not wanna fuck me. Like <laughs> My take is like there's not really a shortage of Renaissance fairs. Or wait, there's not. We don't really have like an obesity problem in America. We just have a shortage of Renaissance fairs. Fuck that up. All right, thanks guys. Not enough Renaissance fairs. David Roth, yay! Good job, David. You said like 45 times. Um, instead of the time machine, what's standing between you and and getting laid? I wanted it to. Are we still on the likes joke? <laughs> it's my turn at the feedback mic now. I don't care. Um, yeah, I want, but this is before you actually went to the Renaissance Fair, so maybe that eclipses what I'm about to say. But I was going to say, I wanted to hear something more like uh, 600 years and a lot of ruffles or something what? like that. The, not the potato chips, the, the 
I meant oh. ruffles. This isn't like I, before I was like, I mean, yeah, I've been late to some parties before, but never 500 years or oh, something. Good. Yeah. That is good. Um, yeah, but I'm just realizing that ruffles sounds like the potato chips, so you'll have to shift it. But that's the, the, something like Doritos? that. Doritos? No, I want it to be what they had on their shirts, like a pirate shirt. That's oh, right, right. Okay. Like, uh, oh, uh, the, the Renaissance shirt, they might step on the stuff later, but it was like, uh, I just like things like, you know, you'd be attracted to the Renaissance, like, wow, he t- tells him, I need a time machine to fuck fat women as a fat guy. Yes. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Uh, and then the other one was also, I don't think it was just like an intentional work choice, was also, you said rolled in as a fat guy posse, which I got a big kick out of. Uh, <laughs> you have two parts of this Renaissance bit. The first part is totally unrelated to the second part, except for the fact, uh, except for the, the word Renaissance. And, you know, you kind of, I don't know, I just feel like the second part is just a completely different bit. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to connect it just because there's a renaissance fair and because you're going to, you know, you, you would have done well in the renaissance. But I just somehow that whole thing is one bit. You kind of, I don't know, I just, there's a little disconnect there. So I, I don't necessarily know, I don't have a solution, but I'm just identifying a weakness. Well, maybe, maybe, because I just, like I used to be like, you know, I didn't have him saying the renaissance exact, because I didn't have him saying, I didn't have my history teacher saying the Renaissance fair exactly. He was just like, you know, your body type was very attractive to women in the 1500s. And then it's like, and so like a week later, you can only imagine my excitement when I found out that the Renaissance fair was coming. Does that sound like maybe less contrived or something? That's a little bit more, it's a little more natural. Just, I don't know, maybe. But this was, like, I didn't like put two things together. Like this joke was, like this sort of all happened at the same time. But yeah, I mean, I hear you. But just if you can connect those up better, I don't, I mean, I think that's. That you should. Uh, just one last point. Like I know this first bit you did is it just feels very like unpolished, <laughs> um, but I don't know. Maybe like w- w- so, so. Your your mom is excited to go to the Holocaust uh, Museum. Uh, you know. You know. Next year she's planning a big trip to Auschwitz and Birkenau in Poland. And oh my God, I what should I pack? Oh my God, I can't wait to go shopping for that trip. Maybe there's material there. Cool. Uh, oh, there's one other. Oh. No, it was uh, oh, just one other tag, too. It's like, uh, what's the best case scenario for a Holocaust museum? It's like, found out Delhi. Yes, Delhi is the best option, just like there's a Delhi in a Holocaust museum. That'd be cool. And I think there is actually but one of the Holocaust Jewish, museums. Jewish delis are a thing. Yeah, that's, that's like, like a thing. The whole thing. joke is actually about someone yelping a Holocaust cafeteria, and I was just trying to get... Oh, that was an add-on? Yeah. That, well, this was like a, like a prelude to that joke. I was trying to, like, trying to get in some stuff about my mom, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was it your mom's fault that you were fat? It was a lot of people's she fault. Fed you too much. <laughs> too much gavilta fish. Too much, too much matzo ball soup for that boy. Yeah. Including my own, by the way. Yeah. Um, I think that you could describe physically what you guys are wearing a little bit more walking in the Renaissance Fair. It's uh, so yeah. funny. The visuals are so good, and like, like, I know there's a lot of like ruffles in those outfits. It's like ruffles and rolls of fat. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, there could be more there. Yeah, um, like eating ruffle. Yeah, did yeah. you mention the ch- Did you mention the turkey leg? Because every time. Yeah, I said yeah, turkey. Yeah. I said I was rolling in with like turkey, turkey legs leg, and gobbles yeah. of diet coke. Right, and, like, right. Velvet, right, gobbles velvet of diet coke. Pants with a, uh, <laughs> some wear and tear on the inner thigh area. <laughs> Wait, on what part? Velvet pants oh. with the inner thigh area. <laughs> That's worn perfect. Thin. Yeah. <laughs> like a roll hanging over. Um, and then. Cod piece. And then the girls maybe, like, the corsets and the boobs are so intense at the Renaissance Fair. Maybe if, anyways. Uh, maybe I had a cor- Cod piece. I, ha- I had a corset for my bosom. Remind me how that joke ends, the Renaissance one. Um, like, 
I don't think there's a obesity problem in America. I think there's just a shortage of Renaissance fairs. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I forget where I was going with that. That's great though. Good stuff. It's very funny. You had a cod piece, but you couldn't see it, but it was in there. Yeah, definitely definitely add cod piece. Ah! Uh, get the kids excited about a Holocaust museum. I mean, there's a train, but you don't want to get on. <laughs> you go all day. You go all day. Thank you. <laughs> Clap your hands wildly together for David uh, Roth. Uh, one more, one more, real quick, real oh, wait, quick. Uh, one more, one more from Faded Bryce. Faded Glory. Uh, I was thinking like, uh, you know, uh, Walmart's so Americana, and it could be like Walmart getting its shoppers ready for like the decline of like America. Yeah. Like yeah. no. Right. Or, yeah, I get it. That's cool. David Roth, everybody! Go like Destiny's Mom on the Facebooks and go see their next show wherever it might be. Your next comedian. What a lovely human being this is. He donates his time all the time to OMG to be a host of an open mic. What kind of godless world do we live in where we let people do that? Well, he does it of his own volition. And you can see him tomorrow night at OMG. Everybody put your hands together right now for John Gallagher. And the answer is I get paid in four gin and tonics every week. And gin is just pay me in gin. That's what you, that's how you do it. Um, I'm feeling nice, everybody. It's feeling good. I was uh, freedom fighting on BART earlier. And by that, I mean just sitting on people's luggage that take up more than one seat. I just do that. I put my body on their stuff because fuck you for taking up more than one spot. I uh, it's my it is my personal thing. I actually I go out of my way to find people spread out and I'll sit on their legs, I'll sit on their shit. Fuck you, don't be a monster. You know I just want to like I wish I think there should be a, a thing for euthanizing people that are that inconsiderate. But that's just me. Uh, I was uh, working today. And uh, I was giving a little bit of a tour, and I uh, wrapped up my tour. I'm going to New York City next week, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm excited to do it. And uh, I happened to be touring people from New York, and I, uh, they're like, oh, what are you doing over there? I was like, well, I'm, I'm a stand-up. I'm going to try and do some shows and stuff over there. They're like, oh, well, we know a guy from Comedy Central. Uh, yeah, just if you have anything, we could just forward some info to him if you want. And I was like, uh, yeah, okay. And it's just nice to know that after doing comedy for X amount of years, that Segway touring is my key to upward mobility. Just Segway, yeah, fucking just, it does, nothing matters. Just be a, a dumb guy. I got a scooter, hey! Uh, I got a tool. Watch me put my hat backwards and ride around. Look at this. Uh, comedy Vine superstar, John Gallagher. I don't know. It's just terrible. I uh, uh, I was thinking about how growing up my wishes. If if there was like if genies were a thing, and somebody told me how problematic genies are because they're magical slaves. But let's not think about that right now, okay? If like a person in a lamp or some, I had some ability to be granted magical wishes. My the thing I would want to wish more would right right now wouldn't be money, wouldn't be like success. More than anything, it would be for me to make it so that every person on a bicycle in San Francisco is immediately transformed to riding a unicycle. And that's would be, that is the only thing I would wish for. So just every bicyclist in San Francisco just eat shit at the exact same time. Oh God, it would make me happy. That would just be every one of these dickheads riding around just face plants in the ground, but they lose, you know... So I gained the most smugness because, you know, the less wheels you have, the more smug you have. That's the lesson you, you learn. But you're also the most intellectually powerful. There was another thing there. Eh, fuck, whatever. Anyway, moving on. Um, 
I uh, was thinking about, we were talking, we were on a big porn kick last week, and I remember this thing. I got caught with porn when I was a young kid uh, jerking my D. Uh, and my, the porn I got caught with was hentai, uh, which is hilarious for number one. And most of the time you don't have to explain what hentai is to people because male comedians are fucking creeps. Okay. And that's what hentai, hentai is drawn Japanese pornography, utilizing tentacles and things. My brand of pornography that I was caught with was a uh, Japanese takeoff on the Dragon Ball Z, uh, thing. It was nice. Bulma. And a, uh, was it, let's see, who was that? No, I got to think it was an Android 18 and Goku crossover of them fucking each other. And if you ever had your parents who like just, you know, jacked off to Magazine in the Woods like monkeys, try and talk to you about like fucking like this horrible, weird porn that they found in your, in your thing. My dad looked like he'd just seen like Vietnam. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Just he's having a flashback. He's like, wow. Okay. I don't know how to talk about this because birds and bees really doesn't work at that moment. You know, it's kind of a little more advanced than that when you're watching a robot. Fuck a, fuck a Japanese guy on paper. That's just the best thing. The other thing that's cool about that joke, and like I said, around it is only a thing for male comedians, is that I get corrected because if anybody else has jerked off that same pornography, they will correct me that that is not canon in the Dragon Ball Z. We see Ken laughing for that reason. It's a nice little nerd trap I set for you to see if anybody says anything. Um, uh, talking about that. The other thing, hentai is hilarious. Uh, somebody else is saying that one of the most famous Japanese artists, like you've ever seen that picture of the wave, was also a guy that drew pornography. And it's like, if you're that person that draws pornography, you have to probably be pretty into p- that porn, right? Like, I mean, you have to be just like, 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 this is my impression of the first guy that did that, right? He's like sitting there drawing. He's like, yeah, got the hair. Got just a full... Full supple breasts, just rounded hips, fat ass. Okay, we earned ourselves a break and just starts undoing his belt. Counter to that, though, also, what if just that's somebody that just is like, well, this is my gift, but I hate this. I'm a, a Christian or I'm a Shinto, but I have to just do, th- it's just a paycheck, <laughs> just to, to draw this giant dick in this woman. It's cool. Um, without breaking time, that's going to be it for me. Thanks. John Gallagher. Yay. Dick artistry. What? Why is it that you um, you want all the people with bicycles to like fall in their face? Like I, that's, ju- that's funny. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't know. Like I, don't know. I, I just it's... you, you kind of set it up. It was a little bit of a long setup, and then sure. they fall. They f- you want them to all be on unicycles, but I kind of wanted to like. I don't know. Maybe it's because you're a Segway tour. I don't know. Like, if there was a reason for that, and maybe there was a setup before that, you can tell why. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's just. I know there's a lot of things happening there. It just. Yeah. It's yeah. a funny image to me. <laughs> I got it. Okay. That's all. Okay. Hey, that was that was great, man. Uh, Thank you. One thing, just like knowing a little bit about how cartoons and stuff work, <laughs> um, maybe instead of it just being this like one dude on its own, it's like one. There's an animator, and then he has like a creative director or a creative team sure. come in. Oh, okay. So it can just be <laughs> yeah, that nice. guy's getting like those are you know. Can we supple up the breasts? Like just have it instead of being like one guy's thing, it can be like a team input. I mean, just basically him having a creative director. That, Johnson, like, I'm not hard at all. I don't know what you. Can we supple up the breasts? It's probably one of the best things I've heard. In a long time. Horrible Can we tits. supple up the breasts? 
Can we add another D to that D? Like, can we <laughs> turn those C's to a double D? Actually, that's the greatest like that. things. If, I mean, yeah. Well, under the <laughs> supple up. I'm getting to the intricacies of this. Sup, supple up. Now I want to have a whole um, cartoon that's a that's a woman who saves the world by her boobs suppling up. Right? Like it's her special have, superhero quality. Like supple up, and they get like a certain way. And then hentai drawn by Rob Liefeld. <laughs> See, that's a yeah. See, that's a cool in the comic book reference that nobody gets. Fuck, so smart, dude. Yeah, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> um, after you see your father had flashbacks and Yeah, yeah. Oh fuck, I didn't even think. But that is true though. Like all hentai did come back after World War II. Like especially shit with tentacles. Yeah, that's weird. Squids are amazing. Uh, with the, I, this is just a little throwaway thing, but like unicycles, when you think about it, like they're the purest form of uh, fixed gear. Bike. Yeah, no, fuck. Oh. That's it. see that 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 and that was it. I had something. It was it was closer. It wasn't that, but it was closer to that. Yeah, because it was just like form of fixed gear. Well, I just had, I had I gotta go listen to, it, but it was some riff about like how like the most wheels you have makes you an asshole, and the less wheels you have makes you superior. <laughs> it's just like, and yeah, and so and with the guys that are uh, they have stupid mustaches, both yeah, um, on a unicycle all, yeah, and on a fixie. Yeah. I think there's a connection there between unicycles and fixies. They both have those dumb. Mu- they use a mustache. Wax, yeah. fuck those guys. Less guys wheels, with big wheels too. Back in the day, yeah. right? And they had mustache wax too. Wheel, those like, douchebags. with that, yeah. it's actually yeah, just time travel. Like Every... snidely... The wheel has to match yeah. the stash. Yeah, the, the less, the yeah. less wheels you have, you just travel back to 1910. <laughs> 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 just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The square wheel was like, this is the original. You just get, you just get fucking go. They didn't even call it. You just get transported next to like a fucking hippo and stomped. <laughs> um, so the two things I had was one was when he was talking about having a throwing the group think element into creating porn and how awful That's that could funny. be. It's like getting shit from your boss is one thing, but when he's telling you the tentacles aren't thick enough, like, you know, yeah, like yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. That's, that's just way worse. When he's I telling mean, you to put more shit on the women. I mean, come yeah, on, yeah, you're getting shit we, from your boss because he's like, there's not enough shit in this anti porn. What are you this doing? Is, on, Shushing gonna... the breasts seemed like the most innocent thing you could possibly think of as a direction there. Listen, we respect our cartoons. We don't degrade them. <laughs> the, the second thing was when you mentioned like how he, if he hates it, but he's still doing it anyway, like maybe having him say something about like, you know, three more years and I'm going to break into Disney. You know what I mean? Like oh, man. You know, something about break, breaking out of this damn field or something. Yeah. All right. That's, that's cool. I like that. All right. Otherwise, awesome though. Well, thank you. Clap your hands wildly for John Gallagher. If anybody um, wants any pot food today, I made some weed thins and I have some cheese in here with the crackers so if anybody wants to eat one come on in I'll give you a weed thin they only have 10 milligrams each they're just these cute little crackers I made but I brought the triple cream sandwich right cheese just because why would you eat a cracker without cheese your next comedian is the king of puns he is the punniest guy I know put your hands together for Joseph Ugalde thank you the crowd erupts Oh, kids, what's up? Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Pam, the woman who uh, supples up, uh, she's known as the supplepagus. That's what it is. That's horrible. That's horrible. Ah, I don't like sports. I liked it when I was a kid, but I got over it. You know, why am I spending time and money telling someone else that they're fabulous? 
They should be telling me I'm fabulous. I don't know. Yeah, another sign that I'm not a sports fan is that I use the word fabulous. I don't know. The thing about sports fans is, the thing about sports fans is, you see them after the game, and they're just like, oh, did you see that game last night? We won with a with a 60-yard field goal on fourth and long. We creamed him. And I'm thinking, we creamed him? You were sitting on your couch eating nachos. We creamed him? How did the, the sports fans always say, we did this? We did this. You had nothing to do with this, sir. You were an observer. Does the same guy, after he watches porn, go, hey, guess who had an interracial gangbang last night? <laughs> we did. <laughs> I'm sick. Well, I guess that you could have done on the couch, so there's that. I don't know. It's just a thought. I don't like Game of Thrones. I don't like it. It's confusing. It's confusing. Too much mythology. I can't keep track. But there are a lot of boobs in it, and I like that. It just hasn't got quite enough boobs to make me watch it against my own will. There's got to be there's got to be a line in the sand, you know. There's there's got to be a boob threshold, uh, a titmus test. I don't know. That was a long way to go for that, but I went there. Uh, I'm still friends with my ex-girlfriends. I am. It's nice to be friends with them, you know? Uh, but uh, recently, one of my exes started coming around, started saying, uh, what's up? I think she wanted to maybe uh, go for a return engagement. And I thought about it, but it was like, eh. That's like, you know, it's like uh, if you had a favorite movie that you loved when you first saw it, and then you saw it dozens and dozens of times, you knew all the bloopers, all the Easter eggs, and then it maybe wasn't as satisfying after a while. And now I'm supposed to get excited just because it's being re-released in 3D. We're gonna work on that. That was a nice loud silence too though. That was kind of satisfying. Oh, talking about porn. Uh, I got uh, some of those virtual reality glasses. Ever see those? You stick your phone in it, watch the porn through that, and it's like 3D. It's like you're in the house and the, uh, and the lady is servicing you. It's great. Uh, but my first reaction was, uh, this is nice, but then I look around, I'm like, holy cow, this house is amazing. I've got like a, I've got a spiral staircase, there's a pool, there's a skylight, this is great. So to a San Franciscan, that's the real pornography. That's what it is. Let's see what that is. It's real estate jokes. That's what the kids want. That's what the kids want. I just got back from New York City myself. Did some sets there. It's great. Did you know that there are 150,000 more women than men in New York City? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And uh, 72 of them meet my unrealistic expectations. So it's nice. I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm just making jokes, kids. Ah, my first job was working in a video store. They don't have those anymore. It was great. Ah, people come in. You know all of their sexual preferences by their porn that they would rent. There's no secrets there. So you get the straight people come in and get straight porn. Gay people would come in and get gay porn. Then you get the big macho homophobic guys. They'd come in and get really gay porn. That's it, gang. I'm Joseph. Hey. Joseph, you go Comments, comments, comments. Meow, meow, meow. People. Are we all, are you guys all commented out? I sum up tit for tat. While you were going for tit for tat, then you went tit for test. Which was equally if not more. I, I, it's like, well, not even a note. It's like I came up with a less good idea than yours. So. 
Yeah, true story too. I just like there's just not quite enough boobs. Take the tip, Miss Ted. What was the 72 women? What did you mean by that? Yeah, I think what I was trying to say is my my standards are so unrealistic. Even with those odds, it wasn't enough. So I think what I meant to say was my realistic. Perfect tits. Ever? No one has perfect tits. Even the ones you see, they aren't. They're air. They're airbrushed. They're not. They're photoshopped. None of them are real. Barnacles on the side. That's what they call them. Uh, virtual reality glasses. Inter- oh, uh, sports uh, porn. Uh, I let some perfect tits get away this year. Oh, you could definitely do more with the we. We had an interracial gangbang last night. You could go real deep on that. <laughs> yeah, we we learned things about ourselves last night that we didn't. <laughs> yeah, I would watch out. There's some I've heard a joke about someone saying literally the whole like we did it as a sports team, like the Patriots one. We did watch out, but like where you go is I'd never heard that, and that's really gratifying. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say well because I'm exp- I'm in New York part time now, and like I think there's your stock just instantly goes up there, and it's I think that's really crazy to experience. I mean, it's probably something worth talking about that just suddenly like. Because now I'm here and I like look at women, I'm like, fucking, fuck you guys. Like, what, is, you know? It's not fair. All right. Clap wildly for Joseph Ugalde. All right, we have three comics left. It seems like people are a little burnt out on comics. I mean, on comments, not comics. So if you don't want to give comments, it's fine. We can just do sets or whatever. We got three comics left. I'm excited to hear all of them. I'm still in. Your next comedian, what a funny guy, he got married and tells jokes about that now, along with, I, I miss I miss his disgusting bondage jokes. Put yourself together, put your hands, tie them together with rope, everybody, for Ken Suzuki. Yes, keep it going, guys, keep it Going for me, yes. I say all, you say right, all, right, all, right. <laughs> yes, crowd work. It's so easy. Why do they call it work when it's really crowd play? I mean, oh God. Learned a lot of good things. I learned a lot last week. I learned about the manatee. This is what you learn at these workshops. Your mind gets expanded. You learn about the manatee, or as I call them, the catfish of the sea. Using the magic of light refraction and angles to hide their Rubenesque figures and slowly seduce and entrap those poor young sailor boys into committing the unthinkable fucking a fatty. I mean, oh. Oh my God. Oh, speaking of animals, do we have any cat owners in this audience? Yes, cats, right? Now, cats, cats are often compared to women. But I've never had a cat throw up on my dick. Cats are often compared to women. I got a string of these ideas. Cats are often compared to women, but a cat's never blown me for a ride home. I've never, comp- I've never ever monitored any woman I've lived with uh, vaccines. Where am I going? I don't know, folks. Let's keep it this train rolling. Now, I spent another day aging. Uh, a lot of jokes here. There's going to be tags of jokes we've workshop in the past. Sorry if y'all heard them. 
But until these damn yogi and fisting bits got out of my head, we're just going to keep rolling. Like, you know you're getting older uh, when your idea of good sex is finishing without ending up in severe back pain. Seriously, like, I've had to take up yoga now just so I can afford to bust a nut without blowing a disc. But all these yogis now, being in, have invited, being in yogi uh, studio has got me invited to a few orgies now. Yeah, yogis and an orgy. Money shots right in the third eye. Now open up that backdoor chakra. That's not come. That's enlightenment that you're feeling. Oh. 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 Anime porn. Anime and porn. What do they call that? Do they, has that crossed over into the sex toy industry? Has it? Is there a new line of anal beads out there named the Dragon Balls? Those are the questions. Speaking of which, I have this new, line, new product I want to launch. Uh, it's for this new line of anal beads made from recycled golf balls. And I'm marketing with a pun. Four in one hole. Oh, yes. Fisting. Butt play. Say what you want about it. Adds depth to any relationship. Married men out there. Married men out there. Gotta know if you're into fisting, if you're left-handed, word of advice. Always remember, take the wedding ring off. Take. The, you don't want to have to do emergency, emergency reconnaissance. Quick, get the speculum in the magnetic butt plug, boys. Go, go, go. One in two people think about suicide, you know that? And one in two people talk about suicide. But do one in two people actually take the plunge and commit suicide? No. Because one in two people in this country are fucking lazy. Yeah, fuck you, you millennials. Oh, everybody's got a death wish. No one has a death work ethic. That's why our generation is failing. Thank you. Ken Suzuki. Death work ethic. Woo! Yay! I, I love your energy. I, I always, you're, you talk about things no one else is talking about, so God bless you. <laughs> I had a string of cat jokes. I love cat I, I jokes. I wanted to figure out which one sounded the strongest. I had one thing about the speculum and the magnetic butt plug. Very funny. <laughs> which, first of all, no one, I mean, you can avoid a lot of doctor bills. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, depending on your lifestyle. But but what I what I was the one thing I was thinking was when you did the kick the door down thing, I felt like that was almost in a too far in a different direction. Uh -huh. Like maybe as if there's like a surgical exclamation that surgeons make before they do surgery. We're going in. I don't know. Yeah. Spelunking. Spelunking is a good word. That's Spelunking. when you go into a cave. The invasion has begun. Spelunking, spelunking, something like that. Yeah. That's pretty much all I had. Let's get set. Yeah, I'm. You're. Nobody does jokes like you. Therefore, you're killing it. All right. Now the order of uh, so out of open up backdoor chakra. And so you had that, and they had that tagged along with uh, money shots on Which we that one is kind of approved, but adding open up backdoor chakra. Uh, and then that kind of that came after, and then the enlightenment part. In that order, that's work. Okay. And then I had like out of those four. Okay, is the manatee joke too harsh? 
Nope. I think it's funny. But because we talked about it last week and I enjoyed it. It's funny. I, I don't know if this would be funny, uh, <laughs> but um, like, like if you're underwater, it makes you look thinner <laughs> because the pressure compresses you. So I don't know if there's something funny with the manatees. Like they're, they look fat as it is, but they're, they're even fatter than they look. Right. Yeah. Also, the the weight of you, you're you're more weightless underwater. Like you know, when you're underwater, you only weigh like you know fifty pounds as opposed. To, it's like space or whatever. Yeah, they look graceful being. when they're underwater. <laughs> also, like the, the enormous women, very very graceful. In the One water. last thing, or just so uh, throw up on dick or blow me for a ride home. Throw up on the deck. Yeah, Throw up on the deck. And then none of that, like, monitoring their vaccinations. Or anything like I thought that. you were going to do, uh, uh, as, it, it, as a cat, or cat's never thrown up, or has a cat ever thrown up on dick? I forget how you did it. A cat's never done this. A cat's never done that. And then switch it to, yeah. Has a woman ever pooped in a box in my house? You know, just do Or a, a cat, a cat's never done my dishes. A cat's never paid rent. Just like a woman, or I mean, you can get real misogynistic about it. Like yeah. something about hairballs, cats throwing up hairballs. I don't know. If... Has a woman ever thrown up a hairball in my apartment? <laughs> yeah, that's. No, that right, but that's what they leave in your shower when they like wash their hair and they leave the little hairballs and they put them on the on the wall of the shower. You know? All right, and then uh, is the suicide thing? I'm playing with that, like about people. Suicide is always funny. Does that work? Okay. Clap wildly, Ken Suzuki. Two comics left. Let's get to it, everybody. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Bryce Drosden. Shit, kick off queen, you know you. You met your master. Hey, hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, all right. Um... You know, I don't know if these uh, tobacco warnings on the labels are, are effective. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was I was in a gas station. I was looking uh, I was looking for some dip. You know, I ate a little bit, and uh, I saw I saw one of the tins said, uh, "Warning: uh, smokeless tobacco is addictive." It's like, ooh, that one must be really good. All right, something about food being addictive. Think of an example of like a chip being addictive, Pringles or something. Addictive is good means it's good. Um, you know, I live in the Bay Area. You know, I really resent. I resent. Uh, I resent that like nerds get to call themselves engineers. Like, remember when engineers like designed and built like really cool stuff, like bridges and like skyscrapers and highways, like the things like that make our civilization. It's like not nah, like if you if you if you if you if you work on software. You do not, you're not an engineer. You're your computer guy, all right? If you want to specify what type of computer guy you are, then that's fine. But you don't get to use the term engineer. Uh, I feel like uh, driving, uh, I, I don't know how to get into this, but like drunk driving, right? Like, um, <laughs> anyway, I used to drink a lot. I used to drive drunk uh, a lot. I'm not sure if I, say, I should say a lot or more than uh, I should have, but... Um, Anyway, uh, you guys ever drive so drunk that you're driving on the sidewalk, but you're doing it on purpose? Yeah. 
<laughs> you ever you ever drive so drunk that you uh, puke all over the steering wheel, but you're actually glad because uh, puking sobers you up a little bit, so the chance of getting pulled over have decreased. You ever drive so drunk so often that uh, when you get pulled over when you're sober, you start to panic because you assume you're drunk? So, uh, what else we got? Oh, there's these, uh, you know, it's like men, there's a certain, certain type of man who uh, complains about all women being gold diggers. And like, I don't know, if every single woman you've been out with you think is a gold digger, I, I, don't, I don't know if they're all gold diggers. I think maybe you're just like a cheap piece of shit. Right, like, hey, like, you know, this fucking gold digging woman, she wanted me to pay for dinner just because it was her birthday. Something like that. Oh, sorry, all the women you meet are gold diggers. Uh, like, stop hanging out at strip clubs. Right? Maybe, maybe you go to a library or a cafe. You know, Sully, Sully, the guy who landed the plane. This is a little dated. I hope Sully lands another plane so I can, like, tell this joke and it'll be more relevant. You know, he's a national hero, but I, I bet a lot of pilots, like, were really, like, just resentful of him, like, jealous, you know? They, like, I could have done that. Like, you know, they just, like, they just didn't have the opportunity, right? They didn't realize how big a deal it would have been, you know? Every time they're taking off now, they're, like, you know, hoping, like, a goose gets sucked into the fucking engine so they get to, <laughs> they're just crossing their fingers. Um, a lot of people say uh, sports stars are uh, overpaid. I don't think they're overpaid. Being a being a professional athlete, that's hard work. You got to you got to train year round, stay in shape. Got to watch your diet. Some people, oh well, if I got paid millions of dollars, you know, I could do that. I I'd stay in shape. And like, really, if you got paid millions of dollars, that that would keep you in shape. But things like you know, like living a long, healthy life, uh, seeing your grandchildren graduate from college uh it's like nah whatever you know eh you know those aren't that, that, that those aren't that big of a deal i'll stay fat you know grandkids growing up to see my grandkids grow up it's like eh, take it or leave it millions of dollars though <laughs> that would get me that would get me motivated uh holiday season coming up kwanzaa's kind of the new one trying to get into the fold uh, some people say, oh, Kwanzaa, you know, it's just a made-up holiday. It's, it is. Kwanzaa is a made-up holiday. Christmas, on the other hand, that was invented when the Big Bang came out. That was, uh, yeah, it's been around forever. I don't know. Okay. Bryce Dresden! He doesn't give a shit about kids. Just kidding. Grandkids. <laughs> yeah. uh, that microphone's out. Can you use a different one? I don't know what's wrong with that one. It's being all dumb. I uh, just one quick thought on the Sully joke. Uh, you could just ease into it by saying, "Yeah, I just watched that movie about Sully because that buys you a few years uh, off of the uh, off of the total." Any any mention of a goose is always funny. It's a funny word. It's John Gallagher just whispering into the... Oh, good. He's whispering into the ether. Do we have comments? Are we good? Clap wildly. Bryce Dresden! Stop the mind. Go on, like a
Inside Joke Workshop, and we're almost done. You have one more comedian left. Please give him the amazing attentiveness. I couldn't even think of the word. That's how unattentive I am right now. Put your hands together, everybody, for Joey Heller. Hey, everybody. Oh, man. Oh, I need to show up to these earlier. <laughs> uh, first of all, because I, I don't like to give a whole lot of people feedback and then go on. That that seems a little bit like poisoning the well a little bit. Um, I Evolutionary biology teaches us that if your nuts hurt when they get kicked, that that means that it was preferential in, in the adaptation process, that that must have been a good thing that our nuts hurt really bad, obviously to protect the factory, you know, of life, uh, which is what I call my scrotum, the factory of life. Yeah. Um, which means that at some point there must have been a guy who, for whom it didn't hurt to get hit in the nuts. And, and I was thinking about that guy and how much fun it must have been to be that guy. I mean, at least at first, like if you think about him, you know, he was probably some Stone Age guy. He was probably the biggest badass in the tribe. If you think about it, there's this weird paradox going on because, you know, fucking, you know, fucking old iron balls, fucking, he's, he's ruling the tribe. I mean, he's, he's a legend in his own time. Everyone's telling their friends, this guy, you kick him as hard as you want in the nuts. He doesn't, he doesn't go down. And every time he walks into a room, they're like, dude, dude, iron balls, get over here, dude. And they just bam as hard as they can. He's probably getting laid like crazy, ironically, because all the women are like, he's got the fucking iron nuts, dude. Fucking, I want to have his babies, you know. And then a couple of years go by, and all the sneaky betas with the sensitive nuts are having kids, and he's completely cut out of the genealogy. I think I'm just justifying having sensitive nuts there. That's, that, that's, that's all that is. Um, everyone gets down on bestiality, you know? Like, I'm really... Yeah, I'm really tired of the bad rap that bestiality is getting because it, it really, like everything in life, it's, it's, it's about context, okay? If you're a fucking farmer, or a, I'm sorry, a shepherd, I'm not like you're fucking your wheat. If you're a shepherd and <laughs> you're fucking your sheep, there's a couple of conflict in, of interest there, you know what I mean? You're, you probably have a wife and she's probably upset at you for that and, and the sheep are pretty defenseless, so that's kind of not cool for that reason too. It's kind of predatory. I'm not going to do anything about it. But not, my argument is that not all bestiality is wrong. Not all. If you go out to the jungle and you find a fucking hippopotamus, which, which is the most dangerous animal in the world, fires shit at you as a defense mechanism, that's a f true fucking story, true facts. You fuck that animal and you fuck that hippopotamus and you live to tell me about it, that is fucking, I don't know, that's an extreme sport. That's not even fucking bestiality anymore. I mean, if you fuck a giraffe, if you get the rope and the tackle and the gumption together and you fuck a giraffe, good for you, good for you. If you wanna fuck a koala bear, they're tiny vicious little bears that eat psychedelic plants all day. They've got pupils the size of dinner plates and they have two vaginas. Bring a brave friend, you know what I'm saying? It's not wrong all the time, that's all I'm saying. I'm, all right, I'm gonna finish it off with this little gem. Speaking of bestiality, uh, when's the last time you guys saw, uh, in case any of you were here last week and you were wondering, does this guy have any more mermaid material? Let's do it. I don't know when the last time you saw The Little Mermaid was, but when I was watching The Little Mermaid 
I saw the part, you know, where she's fucking up with the dinnerware and she like can't get it down. And, and I had this really fucked up thought. What was their wedding night like? Because I don't think anybody gave poor Ariel the birds and the bees talk about the human shit she had now. Like, she probably got the birds and the bees talk from Triton, and he told her about the whole, you know, you're going to lay your eggs in a sack over here, and then he's going to come along and fertilize it, and it's going to be magical, and you can watch them as they grow. And that's what she thought was going to go down. And I'm sure that the prince didn't think about that at all. He was just stoked on his hot foreign chick that he found. And, I mean, that night must have just been a, a, a terrible shit show. He's, he's, he's in the corner just with his head in his hands going, Mom told me to marry in the family. I should have married in the family. She's over on the veranda crouching, screaming, Oh, my eggs! Why are my eggs brown? And, and he's just like, I've tried to explain this to you before. Uh, it, it wasn't fair on her, is all my point is. Um, and, uh, and that's it for me. Thanks, guys. Joey Ola! Everybody clap harder because you brought the energy that and we're all just like, you watch all these comedians and you're like, oh, I've got five, I've got jokes. It was great. It it's was like really great. It's a nervous rage that I just, I'm, like my hands are. You were, I, I really, I enjoyed everything you were doing. The bestiality stuff I thought was very, very funny. Uh, but but the, you said something about, something about giraffes. You said like wrangle. You did a really funny word. Rope, rope and gumption. Rope gumption. And gumption was the word where I'm like, if you have the gumption, to, to fuck a giraffe it's great wordplay it's very very funny all of that I was completely on board with I really enjoyed it thank you so I uh, so yeah I'm that I'm that uh, the, the bestiality uh, thing I was thinking like you could say like rodeo is just like evolved sanitized <laughs> bestiality like, like that's where the it's roots of there. rodeo come right. from we can't fuck them Soft anymore bestiality yeah yeah so we do that can you rope them up we tie them up yeah. we make them we make them helpless it's but then we don't tease. rape yeah. them anymore yeah. like when we used to rape them that seems like a point but now we just tie them up and leave them there we're even called but cowboys <laughs> oh yeah we, uh, we do tie their nuts yeah so it's even yeah um, <laughs> so fucked up so oh yeah with the with the with the mermaid uh, little mermaid trident like I think you could go like farther with that because like Maybe you could say like she she was terrified or she had this weird idea where she where the father was like you know you're gonna lay your eggs and then you know your prince charming is gonna come over he's gonna yeah. and he's gonna jerk off all over your <laughs> eggs and I don't know if you could bring that I to human time it's like when are you gonna jerk was, off on me like, that, that was ad lib and I just decided in that moment that I wanted to make it something special to yeah, yeah. To like or you can make it special too how gnarly just, actual human sex is like I was thinking about making a reference to like her seeing his fucking hard junk for the first time and just being completely traumatized uh, but yeah I think it'd be funny either 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 angle and the final thing is the the nuts um, the iron balls thing like at the end I think you need to make it clear that you need to say, and now he can't have kids because his nuts are destroyed. Oh, and that like, wasn't clear enough. Okay. I mean, that's the implication, but but right. but I think it needs Maybe to hammered be hammered in. Said. Spell yeah, it yeah. out Maybe for us. N- We're dumb. Just no, assume your audience the... is fucking stupid. Right, right. Tell us more than we need to know because it might not even be enough. Still, we want yeah. That's why nobody has yellow eyes anymore. Uh, I just had a. They might, I can't tell if this is just hacky or not, but just with the the bestiality thing, it's like you know when you're justifying, it, you're like, well, first off, you can't spell it without best. That's just, I mean, you get math. And so, I mean, yeah, I can't tell if that's just hacky, but then you can go into the best bit. This uh, this may also sound hacky, uh, but regarding the, the uh, iron balls, because he can't feel anything, but he was getting laid. 
Uh, even though he's out of the gene pool, he got to bust in all of them with like Anaman or something of that nature. Like maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe like he, he was he's in the gene pool, but he's not swimming. Like he's lounging <laughs> like there, hanging out all day. Because I'm, I'm sorry. I'm for, I guess you could also segue coming on like jerk off on. You could segue that into a bunch of like bukake jokes or like if you want to take it into like extremes. She's right. like, you, know what? you don't want to talk about anything guzzling that, or cum babies also, or whatever. And this actually Your made me think go this direction. But I also noticed you said she couldn't choke anything down. Like when she was eating, I'm like, there's there's not a swallowing or a dick sucking joke in there. Um, which that surprised me. Maybe it's a good thing you didn't go that way though. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I was actually like, how do you even segue into fellatio? Like, like in the, from like, how does he how does he even try to explain that to her? Maybe I could say like I'm not even gonna try to explain blowjobs. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. you but then bring it back to the giraffes or something like I you know I can explain giving a blowjob to a giraffe, but I can't in this situation. Do you know like bring it back to the bestiality thing? Like Which it's easy to tell a dog while you're blowing them, you know, or right, something. Right. Then, uh, with regards to the bestiality, I, I like the premise. I, I think there are stronger words you can use with the examples besides "good for you." Like you could put punchlines in there. Oh, like yeah, you like, know, like make some wordplay with the animal, make some wordplay with the animal yeah, thing, you can and find different punchlines there. Right, and then instead of just saying it's not bestiality, I'm paint with all the case, colors of the wind. It's not bad. It's an extreme sport or something like that right. like to end it. Right. The colors of the wind. It's Pocahontas like a fuck is very fari. hot right now. So the colors of the fari. wind. A fuck fari. So, so, oh, it's a fari. Instead of a safari, a fuck fari. Fuck That's fari. fun. You could go on a fuck fari. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I knew, dude. I knew somebody, I knew somebody was doing it. Some, That's how fucked up we are. I mean... If you, if you have so much money that you can fuck any woman you want, why would you stop there? Why That's wouldn't true. you fuck a giraffe? There's you know no challenge I mean? anymore. Like, the thrill is if gone. You had, if I was Donald Trump, I'd be like, fuck Melania. She might look like a giraffe and be some skinny tall bitch, but maybe I want to fuck a real giraffe. Like if you have enough money, like really why wouldn't you do it? Volume. What's the difference? I just got one more. Yeah, it's the ahead. same thing, but maybe expand on the Dude, birds and apart. the bees with the mermaid stuff because, like, maybe like the mermaids, like oh, her the, dad, the salmon and the turtles. Like, how did how did how did how are babies made or how was I made? And the dad's like, well, I met your mom. <laughs> she laid eggs, and then I jerked off all over. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she didn't get the birds and the bees talk. She got the like the fish and the turtles talk or yeah. something. She got the, yeah, she got the minnows and the... Well, and the, it's a, it really what it is is it's a, it's a Roe v. Wade joke. It's do you want to row out to eat the roe or do you want to wade out? Like, how do you want to kill your sturgeon? Do you know oh what I'm God. saying? Like, when you want to eat some fucking babies, you find a sturgeon that's pregnant and you wade out to eat that roe. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, th- uh, thank you guys for <laughs> feedback. <laughs> I'm just a new joke I'm trying to work on. Everybody, put your hands together for Joey Heller. Thank you guys all for sticking around the entire night. Really, the last of you guys, five guys sticking around, it really makes a difference that you stuck around for each other. Thank you so much for doing that and giving each other comments. It means a lot. Uh, This has been Joke Workshop. It's every Monday from 6 to 8. The comedians are going to either outgo the Mission Hill Saloon. Guys, the Mission Hill Saloon has sign-ups at 745. There were no pre-signs. So if you go to the Mission Hill Saloon right now, you can get up on that sign-up list if you want. It's very few blocks from here. Or you can go to Brainwash. Also, Warhol. Paul Kaufman.
Entertainment has a uh, show at Delirium, and he has some open sets there if you want to talk in front of non-comedians. Thanks, you guys, so much for being here tonight. This has been Joke Workshop. Stay tuned next for FTW. That's Forever Two Wheels, motherfucker. And this, that's right, this Friday on Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse is Broken Comedic Stories of Trauma, uh, where we're going to have an open mic for the audience to tell stories about them when they've fallen off their motorcycles and whatnot. Uh, it's going to be this Friday. All the comedians will be telling stories about when they've been just drastically injured. And uh, we've been talking to the Dames Don't Care and trying to get other motorcycle people in, like your next show, FTW, uh, because they hurt themselves all the time. <laughs> and it's funny. It's not funny. It's terrible. If you slide out on your... It's never... But later you can joke about it once your leg is stitched back together and you can walk again. Yay! Or, yeah. Good times. Thanks, everybody, for being here tonight on Joke Workshop. See you next week. Bye! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet to 
despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorneyfjs.com. Again, the law office of Francis J. Shaheda in San Francisco. awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The Night Space brings you High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download.
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. Howdy, mutineers. It is I, Stolowitz, Dark Lord of the Sith, and several dive bars in San Jose. Every Tuesday night from 10 p.m. to midnight, join me in my quest to escape from the occult oubliette, a world of violence, intrigue, sexuality, mysticism, magic, and leftover spaghetti. Enjoy my insane rants about leftist causes, Midwestern witchcraft, the ascendancy of Skynet, and why neo-paganism is vastly overrated. I've got guests, music, comedy, and old Alan Watts lectures from the 70s. How can you resist? You can't. I put a spell on you. Ah! MutinyRadio.fm is an official shrine of the miraculous garlic of Mount Cavalry. We are not associated with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, except on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Hope to see you there. Or hear you, I should say. Hey, Zach Wiseman, you're a good comedian. You know how I got good? How good? How did you get so great at comedy? I got great at comedy. Yeah, every Friday from 6 to 8 with new host Trina Roderick. It's where um, people go and sometimes they smell bad and sometimes they don't smell bad. Mutiny Radio made me great. (laughs) Mutiny Radio made me better than you. And that you can be better than everyone else too. Every Friday from 6 to 8 on Happy Hour, 